0: Welcome to Tuesday evening chapel so let's finish the race and okay one more time finish the race and why why because God's called us why serve him and why because he loves us so why should we finish the race and keep the faith Oh, come on, this is not hard. Yes, okay, and, and, God is good. Okay, we'll have a quiz tomorrow. (laughs) Dr. Matson's gonna minister the word to us. Our kind and gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight for your rich and abundant Blessings to us. I Thank you Lord for all that you mean to us and what you are to us in these days God I thank you for the great start to this school year I Praise you for the students that you have sent to this campus from all over the United States Thank you for your presence in this place, in this service, right now. I cry out to you tonight, God, for your help, for your direction, in all that we say and do here tonight. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You may be seated. find myself tonight in a a somewhat embarrassing position. Uh, I guess the only thing, I really don't know exactly how to say this other than just sort of come out with it. Um, I'm not ready to preach tonight. In fact, uh, last Thursday, Chaplain Lyke sent me an email and said, I need the title of your message and the scripture. And I immediately fired back an email to him in which I said, unprepared. And thinking that somehow something would come from the passage of scripture that he's been using for a theme, I wrote down 2 Timothy 4, 1 to 7. I, I sort of hope that maybe he would, you know, write back, and we could negotiate, maybe having a Singspiration, or uh, or maybe another speaker. See, I, I think I would be ready a week from tonight, but I, I, I guess we have a guest speaker coming in from out of town, and he's not here tonight. Wow. Um, see and, and I do realize that it's at least in part my fault. Not completely. You know, I mean he could have he could have called me and said, what can I do to help? But he didn't. Uh, man. I'm mad, yeah. You know, and now I'll have to admit, Chaplain Light did ask me to speak tonight two months ago. Well, about three months ago, actually. So that part's not his fault. I had I had plenty of time. But then you know, on the 15th of July, Sharon fell down and broke her ankle in three places. Now, if she hadn't been so clumsy, if she hadn't fallen down those stairs, you know, I would I mean I'm not I'm not complaining I don't I don't want sympathy I'm just telling you like it is Um, you know since July 15th well I actually was out of town so it was a couple of days later before I got home but since she came home from the hospital I've had to do all the cooking. I've had to do I've had to do all the laundry I've had to help her up and down the stairs I've had to help her in and out of the shower I just haven't had time to prepare. Now, I hope you all understand, you know, and, and as I've been trying to think in the last few days, what in the world I was going to say to you. Um, you know, two weeks ago, I was in, I was in Trinidad, and I, I got some beautiful pictures of the Caribbean Nazarene College campus. I've got, I've got a picture of a palm tree like I had never seen before. How many of you have seen a peacock palm tree? Uh, two or three, four or five. Well, see, I should have brought that slide, but you know, because but I didn't. Uh, and then, and then I've heard some rumors going around campus about how uh, enrollment on campus is down again, and how the campus is not going well, and. Uh, the Advantage program is providing all the students, and we're not getting traditional students anymore. So I thought about, you know, I can, I can get up here, and I can talk about the fact that for the second year in a row, which is the first time in about 30 years, Nazarene Bible College has an increase in enrollment on campus. We have more people on campus this fall than last fall. And, yeah, for the first time in a while, we, we've sort of believed that... Uh, Somehow we were getting younger. Not better looking, just younger. No, I didn't. You say, you say strange things when you're, when you're nervous. Oh, man. Adrian, are you taping this? Oh, man. Uh, wow, well, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm glad Dr. Graves is not here tonight. I guess you can keep the tape running because maybe one of the professors will want to use this in a preaching lab for how not to do it. Um, I'm I'm suddenly reminded, I have one brother, and I'm reminded that my brother a few years ago uh, sent me, well it was the size and shape of a business card. But it was it was folded over so that it was kind of a, a two pager, business card size. On the outside of the card, it said, "You are not totally worthless." When you opened it up, it said, "You can always be used as a bad example." <laughs> you know, and then and then to top it off, this morning. While Sharon and I were praying, I, I confided in her my, uh, my angst about this night. And I said, Sharon, I'm not prepared. I don't know, I don't know what to say. And she said, well, then I'm coming. <laughs> I, said, I said, no, no, please, why don't you go home and pray for me? Maybe, maybe God will help. She said, no, I'm, I'm gonna come and sit right on the front row and watch you just kind of blow it right there. And then a few minutes ago when we were singing and, and you stopped in the middle of that one, I thought, this is a glimmer of hope. He's gonna keep singing. It is gonna be a inspiration. But here I am. Unprepared. Now, I did tell Sharon also this morning that if before I get to what I'm about to say and do, I fell over faint or had a heart attack and died, before she allowed anybody to wheel me out of here, she was supposed to come up here and say, he was only kidding, okay? I'd like to read to you tonight from 2 Timothy chapter 4, first few verses. I really do want to talk to you out of my heart tonight. And there is a phrase in this passage of scripture, and we we quoted a while ago uh, the phrase that we are using. But I want to read beginning with uh, the first verse. In the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge, preach the word, be prepared, in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction, for the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths, but you keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time has come for my departure. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. As I think about this theme for this year, run the race, finish the course, I I look at this context, And there are several things that jump out at me, but one of the first things that as I looked at this, yeah, okay, several weeks ago, one of the first things that grabbed my attention was this two word statement, be prepared. All of us in this room are involved in ministry. Those of us who are teaching and administrators and staff members are involved in ministry to try to do everything that we possibly can to prepare adults for ministry, you. And, and no matter what your major, no matter what line of work you are intending to pursue, you are here because you are preparing for ministry. And the, the writer here, Paul, says to us, be prepared. And, and it's, it strikes me that he's not simply just saying, be prepared, but he is saying in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus and in view of his appearing, I give you this charge, be prepared. I like the way the message translates that. I can't impress this on you too strongly. God is looking over your shoulder. Wow. You and I can never afford the opportunity of not being prepared. Now I admit that there are times when we all ask for some grace and some latitude. I admit that there have been occasions when I will accept a paper late from a student. I know of some schools that are preparing men and women for ministry who simply refuse to accept a late paper Because they say, you will never get up as a pastor on Sunday morning and say, if you'll come back at 3 o'clock this afternoon, I'll be ready. But I'm not now. I've given uh, some incompletes. There is some grace. But in view of the fact, in light of the fact, that we are in the presence of God. End of Jesus Christ. This time of preparation is not just a time to sort of slough off and throw things aside. If it weren't so sad, I would almost laugh at a student I had, and I won't say when, and I won't say who, and I won't say whether it was on campus or online. But I had a student who said to me at the beginning of a class, there's a thousand point grading scale in this class I need 701 points, and I'm going to work to maintain that. And I don't care if I get any more. I did everything I could to help that individual get no more than 701 points. Somehow he, I, I messed up, and he actually got something like 730 points. I don't know, but you see. We are called to be servants of the Most High God. We are in His presence, and to simply say, I can let this slide. I can get by. It's not a big deal. Yes, it is. A long time ago when I was a kid, and boy, that was a long time ago, we used to sing a song, Give of the best, give of your best to the Master. Be prepared. While you are here as students, do everything that you possibly can to prepare yourself, not just mentally, not just (laughs) knowledge-wise. I I was a Christian ed major when I was in college and when I was in seminary. And uh, in one of the books that I studied, uh, the, the, the philosophy and the thinking of Christian education was much different back then but but there was a poem in one of the books that said we've got to switch from this idea the little poem I can still remember it even though I first saw it forget how old forget how many years That's not important The, the little poem said and this was to professors and teachers ram it in cram it in pupils heads are hollow ram it in cram it in there is much to follow (laughs) Oh, we come a long way since those days, I hope. (laughs) But our task is to prepare you. Your task is to be prepared. And, And let's work together to do everything that we possibly can to make that happen for the best for all of us. Let me read on in the message. I can't impress this on you too strongly. God is looking over your shoulder. Christ himself is the judge with the final say on everyone living and dead. He is about to break into the open with his rule, his kingdom. So proclaim the message with intensity. Keep on your watch, challenge, warn, and urge your people. And then here is a word that every Nazarene Bible College student needs to hear. Don't ever quit. Just keep it simple. You're going to find that there will be times when people will have no stomach for solid teaching, but will fill up on spiritual junk food. Catchy opinions that tickle their fancy. Keep your eye, listen to this, Keep your eye on what you're doing. Accept the hard times with the good. Keep the message alive. Do a thorough job as God's student. While you are here, prepare yourself mentally, knowledge-wise. Allow yourself to be prepared by God and your professors emotionally, and most of all, be prepared spiritually. Don't you dare leave this place without the Holy Spirit in complete and total control of your life. Because if you do, you have not Fully prepared. Be prepared. Dear Lord, in light of the fact that you are with us and that you have called us, may we continually think of you as we live a life that is prepared. Now may your grace, your blessing, your comfort and help go with us all. In Jesus' name.